When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Different flavor though, wasn't it? Oh, not bad. Really? What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls <laughs> podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. What they are. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I am Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. This beautiful man to my left is Big Dave. It. He is at Bow. BAWL Sports. Back up vocals. That's Joey Spathis, our guy, our pal producer. Follow him at Joey Spathis. We are at THO underscore Bulls. Will the Goat Gottlieb off today? Uh, we're holding the fort down. Yeah. Off Bulls. and quaff. Off and perfectly quaffed. Oh, I wonder if he, is, if he is perfectly quaffed on his off day. Literally had the same thought. Literally <laughs> had the exact same thought. I wouldn't, wouldn't doubt I guess. Into the quaffness. Yes. I guess. I guess that too. Just Will seems like he's got that guy. He's going to be. I right, don't think no he does what. it for us. I think he does it for himself and for other people in his mm, life. Mm. So he's, just because we're not going to see Will today does not mean he's not quaffed. He's going to be quaffed up. Pretty sure he's quaffed. You better believe that, sir. <laughs> what do you think is the time that he actually becomes quaffed? Morning, afternoon? Oh, on a day off. Oh. I'm saying on a day off. Oh, on a day off. Yeah. When does he? I on a day see- off. When does he quaff? <laughs> I don't think it's something he does. I think it just happens. He's got to put something in there. Something. I'm telling you, I I don't know why. To me, it just I just imagine him getting out of bed. It's already like that. Already there. I think Joey might be right. Actually, he might be. But it's always a different kind of style of quaff. Like you can always tell when it's when it's you know been teased. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been messed with. I I th- no. I think he just rolls out of bed and looks that good. I I, okay. I do. You think it's just the rollout cough? I think so. All right, all right. Maybe, maybe it's the product that he uses that allows him to roll out of bed looking that quaffed. Okay. But I think that that's what it is. All right, we're going to take some bets on this. We'll see. <laughs> Let's take some bets. I mean, I, I, I shampoo and condition my hair, and sure. then I get out of the shower, and then I just put a hat on. So I don't, I like, my, my expertise is not this area. <laughs> I have no idea about the quaffing. <sighs> should try a quaff, man. One time. It's not, it's not really my thing. <laughs> you never know, man. You no. never know, man. Let's just try it out. See what when, Whenever I'm, I'm around my ma, I'll take my hat off and actually have like a combed head of hair. Not, oh, not nice. every time, but sometimes. Right, right, because she wants to see that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. That Especially makes if sense. we're like, you know, sitting down at dinner. Right. Take right. the hat off. But oh, yeah, yeah. You can't come to my house, and, but you got to take your hat off. That's a, right. That's a rule. Not at the house. dinner table. Yeah, that's a rule. Like, First thing my dad would tell you if you were a grown man walking in the house. Hey, man, how you doing? Take your hat off. Oh, not just the dinner table? <laughs> anywhere inside the house? As soon as you step foot in. Wow. going. Interesting. <laughs> off. I do not abide in. by that rule. Mm-hmm. In the house, you would have to. Yeah. You would have to. He, he, don't, he didn't play that. Well, but, but so what about you? Me? Oh, no. I didn't, I, not when he was around. But so <laughs> when did that, like, did you follow that rule until... Yeah, it was his house. Yeah. Yes, I followed the rules of his house. Do you when wear he was it there. in your house now, though? Yes, yes, I do. Definitely have one on now. Walk around with it all the time. Yeah, yes, I do. Absolutely. As no my question. folks used to say when I was a kid and complained about their rules, 
when you know when it's your house making yeah. your rules. When you're putting the bills on, man, you know it's you can do what you feel. And I'm put put some bills on, so you know hats will be worn. <laughs> That's how that works. That's how that works. There you go. Uh, shout out Adam for days popping back up in the comments. It has been a long time. Hope you're doing well. I see people in the comments already talking about what our episode today is labeled about, mm -hmm. which is Patrick Williams. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a Patrick Williams discussion today. I feel like he's kind of gone under the radar with all of the, yes. you know, the, the bulls are floundering the Patrick, uh, Beverly arrival, you know, Zach and DeMar and Vooch still being, you know, the biggest storylines on a nightly basis. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to talk about Pat and whether or not we feel like he's had a successful season or a failure of a season mm -hmm. and what happens for Pat moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, we'll also talk about some interesting words that Vooch had after their most recent loss mm -hmm. about the realities, the harsh realities facing this team because mm -hmm. Vooch said a, a thing or two that maybe sounded like someone who's kind of not given up but is – is aware of just how bad things are. Um, some some blunt honesty from Vooch yeah. after their lo their loss on Sunday. Uh, but first, the Bulls did have a little bit of roster uh, tinkering and yes. made an announcement earlier today that they're bringing back a familiar face. Justin Lewis hey. was brought back on their newly available two-way contract. Yes. One of their two-way contracts vacated by Carlick Jones getting promoted yes. to a full standard NBA contract in that spot on the 15-man roster voided by waving Goran Dragic. Yes. So Carlick Jones moves up to a full contract, and they award Justin Lewis for getting a, a two-way back. Um, obviously, a guy who Bulls fans were excited about if they watched the Summer League games. You and I were there. The GOAT was there. Mm -hmm. Love what we saw from this kid who played in Marquette for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then very unfortunately for him, had a a off-season ACL injury. Right. right. Um, it, it was an off-season workout away from the team, mm -hmm. some kind of, you know, freak accident. He, he gets uh, his ACL injured, and the Bulls waived him at the beginning of the season because yeah. they were like, well, he's got to go rehab. We want to have somebody who can play taking up one of those <laughs> those two-way contracts smart idea yeah. um but hopefully dave this is a sign that his rehab process has gone well uh, as we've talked about maybe looking towards some of the younger pieces on this team and shifting that focus because things are not going well it's just nice to see justin lewis's name pop up again because those of us who watched him play in summer league liked what we saw yeah that that's true all of that is true and I think there's a little more on it because, honestly, Bulls fans are, need some joy. <laughs> they need something happy right about now. So yes, I think there was do. a little more excitement uh, for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yes, Justin, yeah. You're just happy to see somebody who's injured actually recover. You know what I'm saying? And come back from it. And that hasn't been the case. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've got more news in a second. But that hasn't been the case. Um, but – to speak about Justin Lewis, the player, yes, very excited about him as a player. When Will and I were uh, watching him uh, at the summer league, that was the one player we pretty much talked about the most. Mm -hmm. More than Dalen, more than Mark was was Justin Lewis. Like just how impressive he was because you immediately see see his fit. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying on the team. Didn't matter if he's a rookie or nothing like that. You just saw where his fit is. Like you know how we have debates about Dalen and should he get minutes and where he get minutes. Well, it's because. It's hard because there's a log jam at that position, you know right. what I'm saying, that he's playing. Um, but Justin, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when, you know what I'm saying? When do you want to play is is the question uh, for him because you're you, you are looking for his type, a uh, guy with a nice solid jumper, 
can step out and shoot shoot a three if he wants to, but is very, very physical, extremely physical inside. Uh, his first reaction is to go. As soon as he gets mm-hmm. the ball, there's no thought. There's just action. You know how much I love that shit. Um, and I just like how his IQ is when he's around the rim and on the offensive side and on the defensive side as well. I, mean, I thought he was solid. That, that's where my optimism lies with him right now. Um, I, I do think he has potential to develop certain parts of his offensive game. I I still wouldn't call him much of a shooter at this point. Sure, sure. Um, he needs to work on his shot, Definitely. at least in my opinion. But Definitely. The versatility he could provide on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's six 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 seven, mm-hmm. has a seven two wingspan. Nice. I mean, length, and a guy who's very switchable. Yes. Probably at the NBA level, you're talking about a guy playing most of his minutes at the wing, mm-hmm. maybe at the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't think it's a huge, uh, you know, exaggeration to suggest that he's. Of the of the mold who could theoretically guard one through five at yeah. the NBA level because yeah. of his frame Correct. and those instincts you were talking about his basketball IQ, I I thought he was one of the best defensive players we saw in all of summer league and we right. watched a lot of summer league games. Yeah, we did. Um, it's it'll be interesting to see how the Bulls handle his presence on this team on a two way moving forward. Will we see him get any minutes at any point? Will he, will we see him get called up at any point this season? If the Bulls at some point, even if it is like in April, like if they're mathematically eliminated, right. let's say, right. throw him out there to get some run, get some minutes, and then how they handle him in the offseason. Because right. as our guy Parra Jr. in the comments pointed out, the Bulls may have waived him, but they allowed him to stick around and use their facilities they this did. whole time while he's been rehabbing from that ACL injury. So they really they've clearly been keep, not only keeping an eye on him, but sort of like, you know, keeping him under their wing, so to speak. Yeah, and under their radar as well. Right. So just even though they waived him, they were, it wasn't like they were making him available or, or actually uh, hearing his name out there on teams. Like, again, if I wave you, but I'm still allowing you to hang around. That's still, you know what I'm saying? We still, we're still dating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we broke up, but I'm still coming to your house every night. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still, still getting that text at 1230 you know in the morning. You know what I'm saying? You're right. <laughs> what you doing? You know what I'm <laughs> What you want? You up, question mark? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like to say what you doing. That's, it feels what more better than you up. Really? Yeah, it feels more it's personal. It's a shade classier. Yeah, it's just a shade. We know what time it is. <laughs> it's midnight. We know what's happening. Nobody's naive to it. I just try to be a little nicer. Um, but yeah, man, like doing stuff like that, I thought was really cool of them to do that. And just let you know how they feel about him just as a player. And I thought he meshed well with the young guys as well. And again, I'm, immediately I think of the young guys and that Corey of Daylin, of mm-hmm. uh, him, of uh, Pat, of uh, uh, Io, Kobe, you know, those guys. And you want him around the young guys at some point in time too. So hopefully he gets some run. Hopefully he gets some, some uh, tick and stuff like that. And Joey, can you do one more fa- Can you show me that picture one more time, please? Of uh, Justin oh, Lewis, you, I, I, didn't you take issue with this pose that he has? I cannot stand this pose. <laughs> you don't, you don't like I don't that like pose. It one bit, dog. Who told what him is it to about do this? this pose that it does you. look a little weird? It's nothing normal about it. Like the basketball on the bicep, you yeah, don't like and, that. And then the hand on, like nothing looks normal or imposing. The face, the face face also cup short and stout. It looks like he's like a colonial president who's <laughs> posing for like somebody's painting his, exactly or like you know when when they had to stand there for like four hours and they right. were taking a photo so he looks like george washington a little yeah, bit like, to me. I, like don't I don't mind the ball if the ball's up here then put the hand down if the hand's on the hip then put the ball down you know what i'm saying like but both at the same time like you said it's very teapot-ish 
and I don't like it, man. And also, it just reminds me as well of his size and girth, and he's going to put on more size right. in the offseason. He's going to get stronger. Right. Like, that's going to be the key for him. So I'm excited for him. We're definitely going to see him again in Summer League. You know that's happening. So I'm excited to see uh, what he comes back with. And, and uh, you know, obviously it's always rough when a young player has – an injury that significant, mm-hmm. especially if it's a knee injury, an ACL injury, you hope that as plenty of players do, Justin's able to come back from this and we'll see where his career goes from there. But like you could even just see in his development from year one to year two at Marquette, how much better he got from year one college, year two college. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, other than a quick run of, of a few games in summer league was robbed of his first, chance at competing for NBA action mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or even, you know, getting up and down with the Windy City Bulls. Yes, uh, because yes. you know if he were healthy, he would be like a star yeah. on that Windy City Bulls team <laughs> this past season. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, the improvement he saw in college gives you confidence that he can take that next developmental step. I mean, he won Big East Most Improved Player of the Year his sophomore year. He did. Like, he got that much better from year one to year two in college. Gives you optimism that he can get better if this ACL is fully healed. Yeah, and that, and that is just exciting to hear about the injury just coming back. Because honestly, I wasn't expecting even to hear from him uh, for a while. And it's funny because, remember, I brought him up to you mm-hmm. recently. And I told you, Matt, you know how I've been thinking about? I was, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about Justin Lewis. You're like, why? <laughs> like it Because it was so random. It's just a random ass thought. And I was just thinking about him on the As team. you said, Bulls fans are looking for something yeah, right. to be hopeful about right now. <laughs> you know now. what I'm saying? Like, so it was it was just good that even though I was thinking and then to hear something like this, I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I'm just excited that that he's able to come back and still, you know, play basketball. Because, again, with the injuries that have been happening, you just do not know, especially with knee injuries on this team. You have no idea, man. So it's, it's good for him. We're just happy for you, Justin, for real. Happy for Justin. Also happy that he's rocking number 34. Yes. Move on from the Wendell Carter Get it out of here. He's ready, ready to be done with that. That's the other reason I like, he's wearing my favorite number. So that's 34. The awesome it's a solid number. Fave, love it very um, much. All right, so there's that Bulls roster update from earlier today. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into this Patrick Williams conversation. What the heck's going on with P-Dub? Splash. Um, feel good about him? Feel bad about him? We're going to dive into all of that coming up next. Uh, today's episode of the CHGO Bulls pod brought to y'all by Big Dave. Comed Energy Efficiency Program. They are committed, y'all, to helping families, 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 families and businesses, families, 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 families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about. How to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting and operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and much, much more. Incentives have recently increased and indoor and outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-efficient than ever before. So visit ComEd.com slash PoweringBizBiz now and start saving money and energy. To start a project, contact them at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email them at businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. Dot com. Dot com. 
Today's episode of the CHO Bulls Pod also brought to you all by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their app right now. And if you do so using promo code CHGO, you know what you're getting. That incredible offer of making a $5 bet on any NBA action. Pick mm-hmm. some action. Tons of games tonight, mm-hmm. Dave. And getting $200 in bonus bets instantly. Sounds fun. Just for making that $5 bet. I like that it. initial $5 bet with promo code CHGO. Of course, you got the no sweat same game parlays on yes. DraftKings as well. Put some picks together for points, boards, assists, whatever you want. Overs, unders. Put them all together in one same-game parlay. If it doesn't hit, guess what? You're getting a bonus bet back. And being Tuesday, it's time for our DraftKings Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. I'm looking at Bucks Magic tonight. Uh, Bucks have uh, a couple of their stars resting with some of their nagging injuries. Giannis sitting tonight. Uh Drew Holiday sitting tonight. They also have a couple of their role players out. Um, but, I mean, this Bucks team has been rolling recently. Very much And the so. Magic are the Magic. So, I still feel good about the Bucks getting the win. But, you know, I'm focused on one player in this game, Dave, as far as my betting. And that is Brooke Lopez. Now, why is this? Because he is an underrated piece of this Bucks team. And when one or multiple of their star players are out, mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez always steps up. When more is asked of him he tends to deliver That's true. the more that is asked of him. That's true. And these may have shifted slightly because I was looking at these earlier today, but it was after they had ruled out Giannis and Holiday. So I, I got like a few different angles on just liking Brooke Lopez against the Magic tonight, which, by the way, it's an early tip-off, 6 p.m. Yeah. Central time, so you got to get these in quickly, but you still got time. Brooke Lopez, 20 or more points scored tonight, you're mm. getting plus money at plus 140. I mm. love that. Brooke Lopez to have a double-double in points and boards tonight, mm-hmm. or just any double-double, but obviously points, boards most likely, plus 225. What? Love that plus money. Or if you want to go all the way and say, hey, Bucks are shorthanded, but I still think they're beating the Magic, the Magi, you could put together a double-double for Brooke Lopez and a Bucks win tonight, and you're looking at plus 375 odds. That's, That's the one that I put down for myself tonight, mm-hmm. but any and all – Action involving Brooke Lopez balling out for the Bucks tonight against Orlando is where I am. And I'm doing it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Draft Don't forget Kings. that promo code, C-H-G-O. Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez Brooke should Lopez. be a dominant post scorer. Mm-hmm. Still one of the best in the league with and that skill set. Fewer shots from Giannis, fewer shots from Holiday. You're probably looking at more three-point attempts for Brooke Lopez tonight right. as well mm-hmm. on some of those uh, possessions that where they need to make up for that offensive absence. So great example of a guy who has transformed his game to fit the modern NBA. Good for him. story. Also, the all-time leader, all-time leading scorer for the Brooklyn Nets. Another wow, that's a, some good trivia. Super random. Good trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Super random. Couldn't couldn't beat the dilapidated Bulls in the first round of 2013 though. Could not. You know why? Give it up. You know uh, why? I do. Joke game Noah. Damn right. He that's did. why. On a broken ankle. On a on one foot. One foot. One foot. He chopped it off before the game and limped out there and whooped your ass. I love him so much. Yeah, I know the game. That was the last. Oh, mm. man, that was a great game. I mean, everything about that. Game what a seven. Day. What a day. Brooklyn. Just what a day that was. Guaranteed victory. Man, we turned up at that bar. Goddamn. That was fun. That's, when, was I, fun. that's when I was living in New York. Oh, okay. My brother and I watched game seven from a bar in New York. Yeah. Went nuts. Insane. Talking so much shit to those oh, Nets dude, fans. Dude, it was crazy. God, man. I loved it. It was fun. Had so much fun. It was great. It was almost, great. Almost got in a fight with some Nets fans that night. That's not surprising. I didn't initiate the <laughs> physical element. I just initiated the trash talk. Well, yeah, Matt. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me how it went. <laughs> <laughs>
As soon as you said that, I knew what happened. It was 2013, and they were Nets fans. (laughs) There was no such thing as Nets fans in 2013. Oh, man. Bunch of posers. Oh, yeah. Um, Some alcohol in that behind that. that. (laughs) Sober as a judge. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking virgin daiquiris all night. I court judge. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, so Big Dave, I know you wanted to talk about Pat Williams today. I also, when you said that, I was like, yeah, let's talk about Pat Williams mm-hmm. because we are nearing the end of his third NBA season. Yeah. And I still, every day when I ask myself, don't fully know how I feel about Pat yeah. and where he's going. The Bulls exercise the option on his contract back in October, so we mm-hmm. know he's sticking around. Yeah. I would be shocked. If they move him in any kind of off-season transactions, sure, he's their pride and joy, their fourth overall pick from their first year on the job. Mm-hmm. I think Pat's sticking around. Yeah, no question. One but, thing: third season should really have like an asterisk next to it, right? Because it's really like because of the two point two five. Some Bulls so fans would disagree with you. Our pal Mark K would disagree with you. Fair, because he's one of the people just, saying, just "Hey, I don't care about there. year two being kind of a wash." Pat needs to step up at this point, but that's fair. He played 17 of 82 games last yeah, year. That's going to affect anybody. 17 of 82. That's going to affect anybody. Bro. But fortunately, knock on wood, he's been mostly healthy this season. Yes. He he's yeah. played 60 some games and started, I think, 59 of them. Yeah. Big Dave, where where are you on this big question of what if what you what we have seen from Pat this season mm-hmm. with 17 games to go? Would you call this season for him a success or a failure, and why? And, and it's such an interesting question because I, with him more than anybody, I think it's what you're looking for to him, for him to do this season mm-hmm. to whether you determine it. I think everybody has a different thing of what they think Pat Williams should be doing this year. Some people are like, okay, it's your third year. You should step up now. Give me my 20 and eight, you know, ball out, be that third piece that we need. Other people might just still be looking for development, you know, of Patrick Williams. So it's about what you're looking for. Me personally – I thought I'm thinking it's a success. Uh, I'm not saying it's a rousing success or a big success, but I do think it's a successful season for him. Uh, the points are up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the uh, 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 what am I calling it? Uh, the field goal percentage is still at about 50 percent from the two, but at the three is what I like so much is that the attempts have gone up, but he's still shooting in the 40s. You know what I mean? And I, and I really really appreciate that, and I, I like that about his game. Taking about three a game. I want three and to, a half a game. Okay, three and Which, a half. So actually, better. he's exactly doubled it from last season. Mm-hmm. On the small sample size of last season, he was shooting 1.7 threes. This right. season, it's at 3.4. So exactly. exactly double. And still, even in his first season, he was shooting like close to 40, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's been that. But it's just the fact the attempts went up, which is what we wanted to see. It was just something I was looking at personally because I'm like, oh, I see your numbers are ridiculous from three. Mm-hmm. But you're only shooting one or two of them. You know, that'd be cool in the 90s. But, you know, nowadays... We need you to double up on that a little bit. He did. The percentage is still there. So I found that to be uh, a successful thing for him. Like I said, the points went up. Now the field goal percentage went down uh, for him. Before he, I, I think I depended on him to be at like 50%. Yeah. I felt like that. And now it isn't that. <laughs> it's definitely not that. I'm wanting to know why he, t- he took certain things out of his game. And I don't, I, I don't know why he did. One – He's not, he doesn't run those ba- that baseline down there in the paint anymore. I remember him doing that a lot his rookie season. He was just beyond that baseline like a Javante Greenwood, and he quit doing that. The other was that one-handed little push shot that he had. He got rid of that. Mm-hmm. I, didn't see, I haven't seen that a lot either uh, this season. I don't know why he changed those things. I thought those things worked well for his game, 
I think you should be at a point where you're adding to your gang, putting tools in your bag and not removing them from them. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'd like to know why he doesn't feel comfortable uh, doing those things anymore. The fact he's healthy for me is also a success because uh, we saw him be injured, you know what I'm saying, and we were at that game, Matt, when, when he hurt his wrist and we saw him be injured. So I find that to be uh, a success. But the things, of course, that worry you are the rebounding, uh, number one, <laughs> more than anything. I don't care if he's playing the three or the four. His rebounding can't be that. He has to be a better rebounder than that. You know, like, I don't care what he's at for that. And the other thing for me, Matt, is the dribbling. I think it was very much on full display this season, his dribbling and just how not good it is uh, for him, man. Like, and if you look at the numbers and you go look at his uh, percentages, you know, if he has zero dribbles, this is just, you know, field goals right here. Mm-hmm. Zero dribbles, he's shooting 47%. He doesn't dribble. shooting 47%. Fire. Okay. One dribble, 51%. Okay. You know, <laughs> but then you get to three to six dribbles, 42. Oh. <laughs> then it starts dropping on down. You know what I mean? Ew. And he doesn't take a lot of those yeah. either. So that means you're not comfortable with yourself dribbling the basketball. You're looking for the catch and shoot. This is what's going to keep you at certain distances in the offense because now you're like, well, I can't depend on you to create a shot. Then I'm going to need you to just go stand over here. Or then I know you're going to take one or two dribbles and then shoot. Mm-hmm. We already know what you're doing. You're becoming predictable. You know, that's why I can't wait for him to work on uh, his handles uh, like that. I need him to uh, be better in the clutch as well. In, in the clutch, I mean when the shot clock is running down. Mm-hmm. If you look at those numbers as well, very early in the shot clock, he's awesome. 50% from the field. Very late in the shot clock, he's 29. Yeah. Like, I need, I need him to be better, you know what I'm saying, at those things. Or passing it to a teammate when there's two seconds left correct, on the shot clock. Correct, correct. Ah. We've seen it. We watched it. So it's those things that give people pause and they're like, what the hell are you doing? I don't, I'm not mad at the points. I want the points, of course. I want him to be averaging 20 a game. I'm not mad at that. I'm more so, because I think it's going to come, personally. Mm-hmm. I'm more so looking at the rebounding because that's something you control. You know what I'm saying? That's something you you actually handle. I'm looking at the uh, actual dribbling because you literally control that because the ball is in your hands. These are things you have to control. So those things he's got to work on, man. I I need to see those be the main thing he does uh, in the offseason. But to answer the question, I think it's been successful. I'm not, you know, sending out party invitations, you know, because of what he's done this season. But I do think he's had success. I don't think it's a failure. I think calling it is uh, calling it a failure is a bit harsh, um, but I I I can't call it a success. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Um, there have been some things that are noteworthy. They are minor if you're talking about you know the analytics and and the stats behind Pat's uh, game this season mm-hmm. that maybe give you a little bit of hope that don't necessarily come through in the eye test. Uh, Joey, can we look at the, the per 100s in advanced stats on his uh, b-ball ref that I sent your way? So a couple of things that do give me a little bit of optimism, thinking about when he was a rookie and it was just like Zach and some of the, you know, the old, the old team, Wendell, mm-hmm. Lauer, DeMar was not here, Vooch was not here. Right. He played a lot and he had a bigger role on that team because DeMar and Vooch weren't here. But even still this season, with as much as as often as we talk about how is Pat supposed to get more involved than he is when you got Zach, Tamar, and Vooch mm-hmm. getting all the touches, getting all the shots, 
his per 100 possessions field goal attempts has gone up from that rookie year mm -hmm. from 12.9 to 13.9. Mm -hmm. It's not a huge difference, but it does give me a little bit a little bit of optimism and confidence. Similarly as as you were pointing out, his three-point volume has gone up mm -hmm. and the efficiency has stayed very good. You know, it's not the 51% he was shooting on a limited number last season, mm -hmm. but he's still shooting 41%, above 41% exactly. on double the attempts. Exactly. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um it's, you know, like you got to pick and choose your your areas where you want to try to find things to be happy about with Pat this season statistically. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, like his, his true shooting percentage is kind of sandwiched between where it was in his first year and his second year mm -hmm. um you know I, I agree with you the handles need some work yeah very much. they so. definitely need some work mm -hmm. but like he's with more competition for touches with more competition for shots per 100 he's actually getting more involved with this team mm -hmm. than he was as rookie and like again you assume a player from year one to year two to year three is supposed to show that progression especially right. if they are a high lottery pick right. and those kind of minor improvements statistically is i think not going to impress or give faith to plenty of bulls fans who are just watching these games and not seeing pat do that mm -hmm. on a regular basis mm -hmm. and that i understand yeah completely and just look if you're just talking about eye tests and looking at it i can you definitely can understand while Bulls fans are angry, you know, about how his play is. Many times we've seen the hesitation. We saw him stuff himself at the rim. This dude six seven with long arms, and he stuffed himself at the rim. We've seen him uh, the, not, not making the right decision or not making the decision at all. You've seen all those things, you know. And for me, it's just something that happens with young guys. I wish it didn't happen with Patrick Williams, but it happens with young guys like that. But with a guy who's in your starting lineup and people are putting that onus on the number four pick, you know, and all those things, they're, look, they're like, no, we ain't trying to hear that. We want it and we want it now. You know, Bulls fans, you know, they want things immediate. And if it's not immediate, they want you out. And that's, that's really how that works. And that's kind of why I, I wanted to talk about him because the question popped up in my head because I, all I, see, I see a lot of Bulls fans. I shouldn't say all of them because I feel like Pat is kind of split, you know, as far as people who like him, people who don't. Mm -hmm. His game, I mean, not as a person. Um, but I wonder if the people who are wanting to trade them, do they have any calls for pause because of what they've seen happen to the young guys that have been traded and the success that has come with them that they've in court, uh, incurred since they've out there and they've been playing Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Laurie Markinen, obviously all-star starter, shout out. Mm -hmm. Um, you can even do, I can even throw in Cameron Payne or whatever, you know what I mean? If you want to. It's just certain guys who have left here and found success. Does that give them any pause as to wanting to get rid of Patrick Williams? Does that cross their mind a little bit? You know, like, oh, man, well, when we got rid of these guys early, these guys left and, and found themselves immediately. Like, and, it, and it wasn't, like, a long time. It was, like, immediate. Lowry took an extra year, mm -hmm. but he still looked better that year in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? He still looked better. It's just they didn't see this all-star coming from him. But – I'm wondering if they think that because I do. I think about that, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I refuse to go through that again. Give me, give me the full five or six of him, mm -hmm. and then fine. You know what I mean? Okay, then, then, if, then it's just you turn out to be this dude after that long. All right, then you turn out to be that dude. But I need to give him every opportunity to bring forth what I see 
happening for him on the floor, man. Like, he does certain things on the floor that you just don't see young guys doing. You know, even that, even the things he got better at, like we mentioned the catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. That pull-up midi he got now. You know what I'm saying? That's that's an awesome thing I see him doing now. The fact he he's doing the Lowry marketing when he tries to dunk everything now and missing it. You know what I'm saying? And he's missing it. But it's the fact that he's trying to dunk it all. And we yelled about that in the preseason. Dude, stop, stop doing that. Stop laying the ball up. Go dunk it. And now he tries to dunk every single thing every time he goes up. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? When he's going up now, and I need him to get to that level where he believes it. So, again, it's development happening. But it's hard to do, Matt, when you're developing a young player that might be a, a cornerstone or a piece of your franchise going forward and trying to make the playoffs at the same time. Yeah, It's a little hard to do those two things. Um, our guy Daddy Fish in the comments saying, Pat's been growing into himself on the court. He still looks surprised when guys bounce off him like a wall. <laughs> He's right. been improving and impressing in games. It's just his pace. Speaking to what you were just kind of saying, as far as Pat actually imposing his physicality yeah. on the floor every once in a while and maybe – still figuring out that he can do that. Sometimes when you see him back down, he did it a couple of times in the Pacers game on Sunday. When he backs guys down, when he uses his body to go up strong to the rim, you're like, Pat, nothing is stopping you from doing that every time. And combining that with his pure stroke, I saw somebody else in the comments say, man, even when Pat misses his threes, when he when he puts up a shot, it looks good every time. Colin saying he should be, you know, so he's shooting three and a half. That's better than one and a half. Very better. But Colin's saying it should be six to eight. Mm. Six to eight threes for Pat a game. Colin also said 10 to 15 for Zach. We talk about the low volume of three-point shooting on this roster all the time. Pat is their best three-point shooter right now. Mm -hmm. He's their best one. Mm -hmm. Three and a half ain't enough. Shoot the ball. Give him shots. Get him shots. And that's the other thing is like, okay, this is a part of the conversation all the time with Pat. It has been for three years. Mm -hmm. Is it on him? to take as many of those opportunities offensively yeah. to be that guy? Yeah. Or is it on his coach to get him those looks because he is a somewhat passive player mm-hmm. and is willing to be, like, submissive right. to all-star caliber players like Jamar, like Zach, and like Vooch? Right here, we got a super chat from Ramsey's. He says, does another coach get more out of P. Will? I would have thrown a parade when we got Billy, but I've soured. I need a quote betwixt the crack coach. <laughs> well, it's actually betwixt the cheeks. Betwixt That's the where cheeks. the crack lies. That's right. But I feel you. I understand what you mean. I get what you're saying. Uh, that's a good question. Honestly, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, because it feels like he, he's he got to – it's just all – it feels all mental to me watching him play. It's nothing about the skill except for the dribbling, you know what I'm saying, and that stuff. But as far as what he looks like, you know, on the floor – and I said this to you before, Matt, if I walk into – the room, and I don't know anything about basketball, and I look at Patrick Williams, and I'm like, whoever you are, you're, you're guarding the best player, <laughs> whoever you are. I don't know who you are, but look at you. you. You play basketball, and I think you're good just looking at him. So he's very imposing. Like, like Fish said, people just bounce off of me. He's like, wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, you're big. You're large. And it feels like this has been an issue since high school because you remember <laughs> the young – the principal who told him, stop passing the damn ball. I've been telling them since high school, stop passing the damn ball. So it's something that's in him. So if we know that that's something that's in him, then you're going to have to build around that then. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't sit here and say um, I don't want him to uh, not be as, in your words, submissive you know, to other guys on the floor. I would like him, to, of course, to be more dominant in that sense. But at the same time, I'm going to need something built around him as well. If we're going to believe in him, 
if we're going to show that faith in him, we got to build something around his skill set then. Let's do something around him and allow him to thrive in that. Obviously, he likes to pass. Obviously, he likes getting everybody involved before he gets involved. The one time you've seen him be dominant, Matt, was when nobody else was on the floor for him to pass to. It was like, no, dude, you're the one. Like, oh, really? This, I'm the this one? is on me tonight. Right. Oh, me? Okay. All right. Here's 32 points. <laughs> Here's 32. So it's it's I really, really, really think it's just a mental thing with him, man. And to get out of that mental thing, one, it takes yourself for sure. But two, it takes some help. You know what I mean? So I think Billy is a part of that as well. I'm not putting it all on him, you know what I mean, at all. But I would like to see some things more drawn up for him just to see, you know, if mm-hmm. that can work for, for you or not. So if it doesn't, move on. But, you know, let's give him the ball, let him handle it, you know, bring it up, run the play through him, see how it works after that. Uh, Carlos chiming in saying he defers a lot because he's never been the primary scorer. You're right. I mean, he has been probably since high school when yeah. apparently even still then he right. passed too much. Right. Um, Jacques saying you got to let the kid develop. He didn't have a summer league. Um, referring to, you know, between uh, being drafted in rookie year because they canceled it because COVID. Uh, he missed all se- all but 17 games last season. He's starting to figure it out more this year. The game's starting to slow down a bit for him. Um, so, you know, we, we do have some Pat believers still out there. Um, but then we also have those who are maybe less believing. Eco being saying Pat hits a three in the first quarter and disappears for the next three quarters. Yeah, that also exists. That's too. a thing. Um, yeah. He also like I I thought that we we had seen Pat kind of making a gradual but noticeable improvement yeah, in production too. this season. I did too. And then I went and looked at his monthly splits. It's not really there. Yeah. Joey, can we take a quick look at those? Uh, monthly splits that I sent you. These are also via uh, uh, B-ball reference. I mean, it's it's up and down. Yeah, when you look at his production over the course of this season from October month by month through now, points per game, 7, 10, 9, 12, 9, 11, kind of in the same wheelhouse, but up and down. His shooting percentages, his usage, up and down, up and down, but never too high, never too low. It's just been kind of... Like a, a beady, 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 beady kind of life beep, you know, whatever <laughs> Wait, you call what that those. Beady, 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 That's how it sounds? Mm-hmm. Oh. Sure, I don't know. All right. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I I just, it's like where, where, I think that's like, and it's fair for Bulls fans to say, just show us some kind of gradual pro- uh, progression to your game. But again, the back end of that thought and the back end of that question is always, does he need to be given more opportunity to do so? Or has he been given those opportunities and not seized them? And Ooh, that's yeah. still, I think, the question that we don't know the answer right. to. And exactly. That is exactly right. And that's why, again, people are split on the Patrick Williams. It's just so much unknown. You know, you either one side or not. It's like, well, it's because he's getting this or is he just because he's not doing that? You know, hey, he yeah. does this really well, but hey, he sucks at this very, very much. Right. Hey, he should be starting. He's better off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. Like, you're so you're really stuck in the middle with him, man. And, and again, that's what I'm saying. You've got to take time then to develop and to figure it out because like you said, man, they signed him. Like, you made the decision to go forward with him. So, if you're going to make that decision to go forward with him, you got to put him in positions, you know, better positions to see what he can do when when he's in a position he's comfortable with. He obviously is a dude who's better when he's comfortable. 
Like, you know, he he's not a – some NBA players can play in anything. You know, DeMar DeRozan is a great example. Put, just put him in any situation. He's getting buckets, all right? That's just what's going to happen. You know, that's going to go down. Certain people have to be in the right situation. Hello, Lowry Marketing. They have to be in the right thing, man. And Patrick Williams just seems like a guy who has to be in the right situation for him to thrive and get the best out of him. And so that's what I want to see. But at the same time, he's got to do it himself too. Mm-hmm. You have to do it yourself as well, man. You put in all this damn work, building your body, doing these shots, all this practice, all these days in the dungeon with DeMar DeRozan to come out and still not be sure of yourself. That's <laughs> Come on. Yeah. To still not be sure of what you're doing, that's the issue, man. So he still got stuff he got to develop, but I still think that that – has to come around him as well. So I guess my question is this. Is it because Billy just is like, I'm not seeing it at this right here that it's not giving me confidence to to give you, you know, right. these many plays to go do something? Right. It could be that. It could be. Uh, speaking of Billy uh, and his involvement in past development, Noah Harris with a super chat chiming in. Thank you, Noah. Yeah. Saying uh, Billy isn't good at developing. Um We've got Justin Lewis, similar to Patrick Williams. You know, we'll see what kind of development we see from Justin Lewis or not. Meanwhile, saying Zach is passive as well, even though his assists don't show it. P. Will can get his. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call Zach Levine passive. No. Zach Levine, <laughs> many times throughout the course of a game, will say, I'm yeah. shooting this. We just we just read the stats oh, yesterday. I'm shooting this. We just read the stats yesterday, bro. Right. Um, <laughs> Two assists. That's what he's averaging l- right Last now. thing, and then we can move on from this conversation. Sure. But when you talk about that, that dichotomy that Bulls fans seem to be split on of is it Pat not seizing opportunity or Pat not being given the, the right opportunity to right, develop? Right. What do you think? What I think is I will be excited this season about Pat. I, I'm sorry. I will be excited this offseason mm-hmm. about Pat, mm-hmm. and I will double down on my belief and let's try again belief in Pat this offseason if the Bulls trade tomorrow. Mm. Mm. I'm so, sorry, but where is this kid supposed to be getting more involvement you're saying, right now? You're saying your belief goes up if they trade? Your belief in Pat goes up? I will reset my belief okay. slash expectations All right. All right. for Patrick Williams. Okay. As, and it's, uh, I think it was Parra Jr., our guy, saying, not even that I want Pat and believe Pat needs to be a superstar in this league. He said, be the Luol Dang of a good team. I would love if Pat is a Luol Dang for sure. the Bulls. Because you know what Luol Dang was? As a, you know, <laughs> iron horse, superhero, do-it-all glue guy, he even made a couple of all-star appearances. Shout out to him. Oops. But he held a very good team together with everything he did on both ends of the floor. Score when needed, defend every possession every freaking night. Yeah. If yeah. Pat can be that for this team, that is an incredibly valuable piece to have. Yeah. Tom Thibodeau knew it was his most valuable piece yeah. in every single way, and he said it every freaking night at the podium. Yeah. Lou Aldang, most important piece of this team. Might not be the most talented, most important piece. True. Pat can be that. That is a home run. He can't develop into that. As long as DeMar is here. I, I, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, you got a point, man. It's going to be interesting to see this offseason, man. This, honestly, it's, it's so interesting to see this offseason, man. So many questions. And we'll have more questions for you in the offseason, especially when we're doing these shows, man. So We'll be here. We'll be here. <laughs> Stay tuned, man. All right. That is that. Um, so, final, final results. I would, I would call this Patrick Williams season a disappointment, not quite a failure. Would not call it a success. I would call it successful. Okay, <laughs> and I would, I don't think it's a success either. If I'm putting a grade on it, 
I, C plus, B minus. It, yeah. I can be talked into a B minus. Okay. I would, if I put a grade on it. Uh, fair enough. Uh, you though, Pat. One more quick break, and we'll come back to wrap things up with a quick look at a Vooch quote from after the Pacers lost. Mm-hmm. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a big favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching with us on YouTube. Helps us out a lot. Uh, and, of course, if you aren't already, make sure you subscribe to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel. Yeah. 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 Uh, Big Dave, who do we have on deck? Well, you know what it is, man. It's all that time, you know, when people are at home after work. And now that means it is time for y'all to slow it down. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Setting the mood right. You walk in. You hit them lights. You're ready to have a good time and cap off a wonderful day or even a bad one. It doesn't matter, but you want to be ready. But guess what? You don't feel strong enough. You don't feel like you're ready to do things. But then you remembered, you're not just ready. You're Roman ready. Oh, Roman's always here to help. That digital health clinic for men, addressing a variety of sexual health needs, offering genuine medication that helps achieve, maintain that thing to be thanking. Keep that thing thanking. That's what you want. Matt, make sure your thing is thanking. My thing's thanking. Mm, gotta be thanking. <laughs> Always there. Those discreet wipes that help you last one, two, three, oh yeah, four times longer in the boudoir. Men with low T getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. Guess what? Roman offers a testosterone test, and if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low T. No waiting rooms, no hassles, straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. Oh, so talk about personal health experience. If you're willing and you're able, then make sure you talk to your doctor about it, ladies and gentlemen. And to learn more, how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash C-H-G-O to get 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash C-H-G-O. Don't just be ready. Be Roman ready. Ooh. Give me your love. Man. Give me your love. Uh, there are absolutely I see you, Julia. ridiculous comments going on. I see you, Some Julia. Some of them that I will choose not to read. <laughs> oh, people like the Roman read, Dave. You got to give the people what they want. You got to get them, man. Uh, you know what I want? Yes. Incredible Chicago sports merch and collectibles. At incredible prices. Ooh, no you know where I find such things? Where's that, sir? Foco.com! Come on with it! Chicago sports fans, we've got you covered with the best coverage for your favorite teams here at CHGO. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the Madhouse on Madison, yeah. from the north side to the south side, yeah. with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Mm-mm. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Maybe it's uh, a birthday or some other reason you need to get somebody in your life a gift, a sports fan in your life a gift coming up. You don't know what to do. 
head on over to FOCO. They'll take care of it. And you're going to have somebody in your life very happy very. at your gift-giving abilities. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be happy yourself because you save some money. Because when you went to FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, at checkout, you put in CHGO as your promo code, and you got 10% off your order of that amazing Chicago merch. It's incredible. Do it. Do that. FOCO.com, promo code CHGO Mm -hmm. at checkout. I like that. Boom. Very, very much. I like it very much. (laughs) Power Junior announced the next Bulls takeover. What, you showing up? You coming through? If you come through, man, then we'll announce it. We'll see. Stay tuned. Uh, Ramses <laughs> said Dave could sell Roman to celibate monks. <laughs> uh, Colin also believes that you could sell snow to Eskimos. Well, I appreciate that, man. All of those things. Very, very kind of you to say. Um, okay, real quick. <laughs> we were talking about this Vooch quote uh, just sitting around at the office yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and decided we wanted to discuss it a little bit more with sure. you, our fellow Bulls fans. Uh, Joey, can we take a look at this quote from Nikola Vucevic after the Bulls lost to the Pacers? Saying, whether or not the Bulls can turn it around. Maybe 30 games ago, but now it's hard <laughs> to look at it that way. It doesn't really depend on us anymore. I mean, it does. We have to win. But we're depending on people in front of us, on how they do. It's tough to believe that something uh, is just going to click like that. We'll see. We're going to keep fighting, keep hoping something happens. But it's obvious we've put ourselves in a very difficult spot now. That is via our pal Darnell Mayberry, Bulls guy over at The Athletic. Dude, Joey really the, the choice of photo from Joey He really picks the perfect. best photos, bro. Like, for real. Because like, seriously. Vooch in that photo looks like Vooch sounds in that yes, quote. Yes, which is dude. a guy who's given up, it's, it's really good. It's really good. He Thanks, does a fellas. great job at that. Appreciate really y'all. Does. Man, look. <laughs> I hated this. I really did. I hated it so much. I understand it. Everything he said is what we've said. You know what I mean? I get. Remember when I sat here and complained and yelled about the fact we have to depend on the Wizards? And the magic. The wizards and the, the magi. The wizards and the magi. <laughs> the magi and Harry Potter is who I got to depend on. That's who I'm working with now. And I wasn't happy about it. So he's right. You, It's not cool when you put yourself in a position where you can't control your own destiny. But at the same time, he, like you said, well, you're right. We, st- we can still win. Yeah, you can do that. You can still win. The reason I don't like it is because it's okay for us to say it. I don't need the players saying this. I don't need you feeling this way. <laughs> this is what upset me. I don't need this on your mind. Your thing on, on your mind is we got to win. And this to me sounded checked out. This sounded, dude, I mean, we did it. I mean, we tried. It's tough. You know, it's hard. I mean, I mean, we could win, but I don't know. It's kind of. T- Have you seen the schedule? You know, it's kind of tough, man. That's what we do. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be out there like whatever. Whatever's in front of us, we're going to try to win this game. Period, point blank. Let's go. Let's do it. That's the mindset I need on this team. I don't need that. And, again, he's right. What he said is correct. We understand that. We get that. That ain't what the hell I need, especially from my starting center who I depend on. I need your mind in another place and not in a place of, I don't know, guys. I'm pulling this one off right here, man. You know, let's see. I don't need that shit, bro. And it, and it, and I, it bothered me to no end, and it still bothers me now. I thought I got it out of me then. No, it's pissing me off all over again, man. I hate it, dude. I hate when guys have the mentality. I don't want people like that on my team. I don't need that mindset on my team, dog. I don't care what our record is. 
I need you thinking we going in to win. Period. Point blank. When we when when Zach was losing, when we were going through all them losing seasons, man, how we would watch this dude limp in, like carrying his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Because it fell off. But he's coming in and he's trying to win because he's actually trying to win every single time he plays. He shows it, and that's what he would talk about. Dude, I'm trying to win. Let's get better. Let's get better. Let's get better. We got to get better. We got to try to win. He's trying to win. This didn't sound like I'm trying to win. This is him. And that's fine. You're right, Ego. He's being a realist. I don't want him being a realist. I don't need that. Not now. Not when there's 17 games left. Maybe if they were 20 out, I'd feel it. You know what I'm saying? It's 17 games left. You're what, a game and a half out? Two and a half. Two and a half games. You're two and a half games out. I don't need your realism. I need your focus. That's what I need. I need you to be focused on what's going on on the floor. Leave that to us. Let us do that shit. All right. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I hated it. I love it because it's realist. It's mm-hmm. not defeatist. It's realist. That's a difference. Mm-hmm. He's not giving up. He is Sound calling like a spade a spade. He said, we'll see. We're going to keep fighting. But he also is like, but look, what nothing is going to magically click because we're 65 games in and nothing has magically clicked at any point in those 65 games. Mm-hmm. And now we're in this shit hole where we got to depend on other teams doing us a favor and losing more than we lose. Mm. But he is being real about this. And I'm sorry, but if I were Vooch, that's kind of how I would feel right now, too. Exactly. I would I would be like, this season. My point. Eject. We're done. <laughs> Fast forward to the ending credits. That's how I feel right now. So why the hell wouldn't he feel like that? I don't need that, dog. I don't I don't care that you feel. That's fine. I don't need you. This is what they want you to feel. This is what we're here for. If he, get if, that he out. Makes, if he paints a rosier picture than that, then he's posturing and no, lying. I don't need rosier pictures. It's also real that they're two and a half out with 17 to go. That's still real, too. It's still real that you're still in this. Yeah, did, did That's you, real. Did you look at the remaining schedule? You Dude. just mentioned that. Did you see Will? He tweeted it earlier today. He oh, was I saw like, it. Look, I mean, they got 17 games left. Mm-hmm. I looked through it, and I was like, Four wins, maybe five. <laughs> you ain't making the play-in if you finish four and 13 in your last 17 right. games. But again, that's an if. That's not real. That's just an if. But all I'm saying is, dude, you still have an opportunity to do it. I don't care that we're saying. I care that the players feel this way. I don't need them feeling this way. or express. I don't need that, bro. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't need that for my starting center at all. I don't like that attitude, and I never will. I don't care if you're 1-13. I said it to Will. You know how many 1-13 football teams I've seen? We just saw Lovey Smith say, damn that shit. I'm coming to win. I don't care that what, what our record is. I'm here to win. Period. I don't care about that feeling, dog. If you ain't here to win, why are we here? You play to win the game. Hello? This is what we're here to do. Not you right play now. to win, man. Not right now you don't. I don't need this mindset, dog. I don't need it. I don't, and it's not even the positivity that I'm spinning here. That's not what I'm trying to spin. I'm just saying I don't need you thinking it's defeatist. And you say it's not defeatist. You feel it's more really, yeah. more real than it is defeatist. Yeah. I take it a little bit differently when, it, when I hear that stuff, man. And, again, like I said, I, I acknowledge that it's honest. I acknowledge it. It's right. He's right. What he's saying is very, very honest and very well laid out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it would be even more better laid out if it was written by Will Gottlieb or Joe Cowley. That's who I'm taking it from. I don't want to take that from my starting center, bro. I just I don't want to hear that. And 
I'll never be cool with that. Uh, okay. Um, meanwhile, let me ask Joey. Joey, what do you feel about that? Um, yeah, it's diff. I mean, he's right. You know, like a, it's hard to say. You I mean you're right too, Big Dave? Like they are in it, but it's it's crazy to look at it and say like you know Vooch is wrong because this is exactly what the conversation has been for the last he's two right. months or yeah, so. I agree. He's but correct. at the same time, I agree. It's like you know. It's a tough look for one of your veterans and one of your leaders on the team. No question. And so, I don't know. It also seems to me like there's some frustration seeping in. True. And Beverly. <laughs> I'm looking at, like, you know, I think a lot of people around the Bulls have thought that it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to go and re-sign Vooch because of what they've, you know, poured in to get him and, you know, already sunk cost that. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, as his... Does he still want to be here? Does the team still want him back? Like, you know, has has this season shown both AK and Vooch something that they're like, you know, maybe this isn't right for us going forward? That's Does, does that comment make you think that, though, what you just said? Not necessarily. Or was that already I, something I, you were thinking? No, I, I've just been thinking that, okay. you know, with the with the Pat Bev blow up and just as the way the season has continued to, to go. But, no, I, I don't I – mean, I can't blame Vooch for saying that necessarily because we're all adults and – Anybody with two eyes can see that he's just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But I agree that it's not like, you know, it's ideally you're never in a position where one of your leaders of the team has to come out and say this. But, you know, and whether or not he's saying that to sort of light a fire under the team, I, I don't know. But it's like a little bit is put it's, some water on it's it. too little too late at this point. You know, put a little water on that one, man. <laughs> little that peck tap. <laughs> it's a little that Chicago tap man Can't yeah, a little it. bit uh, Ramses Rendon chipping in one more time with a super chat appreciate it saying this team is a team that quits in the third quarter mm. a lot so why be surprised when they quit three quarters of the way through the season <laughs> saying he hates this kind of dog for Vooch look I, some people in the comments saying hey Vooch is just speaking the truth and some people saying even if it is the truth, I don't want to hear it from one of the players. I I, get, I understand both sides of this. Sure. I, I do. I, sure. I see where you're coming oh, I from. I see where you're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's, get it. it's, inter- it's just, just a matter of personal preference. But Correct. Correct. I, I heard him say that, and I was like, yeah, n- nothing about what he said is wrong. No. Um, he was right. Like, again, I acknowledge it. He is correct. Everything he said is right, yeah. man. Not from my starting center, bro. Not from you. All right, that's it for today. We are out of time. Thank you for hanging out with us on another Bulls off day. Uh, tomorrow, Bulls back in action finally after this two-day break. 8 p.m. tip-off Chicago time because they are out in Denver. Yeah. Uh, Shout-out to uh, our guy Jeff, who I saw said is uh, going to be holding it down for Bulls fans at Ball Arena tomorrow hey, night shout in out, Denver. Man. You see the DMVR um, guys, tell them what's up. Yeah, man. tell DMVR we said hello. Uh, also, can we have Jokic, please? Can we just have him? Can we have him? Um 8 p.m., which means 7.30 pregame. Yes. We will be here. Also, we're going to have a surprise special guest with us in the studio tomorrow Ooh, night. Ooh, good tease. Looking sir. forward to it. Bulls fans, if you follow this team closely, you know who our special guest is. This is true. I think you'll be happy to see him. Yes. Um, until tomorrow, you can hit us up on Twitter. Our guy, Will, is at Will underscore Gottlieb. He's the GOAT. Joey is at Joey Spathis. Big Dave is at BOW. BAW Sports. We are at CHGO underscore Bulls. I am Bulls underscore Peck. Until tomorrow, pregame 7.30. Thanks for tuning in, Bulls Nation. Don't forget to hit that thumb. Point it in the upwards trajectory. Don't forget to subscribe to CHGO Sports on YouTube. We will talk to you tomorrow. For Joey and Big Dave, I'm Peck. Appreciate you, Bulls Nation. See you, Red. Be good. Peace.